0: and welcome to our home. Who would have thought we would be uh, preaching from our kitchen when this year started? Not me. Um, It's certainly uh, crazy times that we're living in, but I just want to say thank you to you for watching this video and for still being the church, even in lockdown. Um, Connecting with people and giving time to prayer and giving to the Word is really awesome. And I hope this Word will bless you today. We are living in some crazy times. I mean, this is really uh, extreme times that we're in. Governments around the world are shaking. Economies are shaking. Health sectors are shaking. The UN Secretary General said this last week that this is the greatest test the world is facing since World War II. Eesh. So since World War II, this is the greatest test the world is facing. That, that just came out this last week. and. Mm. There are massive predictions of uh, job loss, uh, massive economic pain. Apparently 25 million people stand to lose their jobs globally. And millions of people are said to be dying from COVID-19. So the predictions are really gloomy. The situation, the the climate around the world is very gloomy. And if that's not bad enough, um, to add into the mix, we have all these theories that are coming out as to why uh, this is happening or what's really going on behind the scenes. And some of the information that's coming out is, is actually quite shocking. I'm sure you've seen some of the things, um, about, you know, is this really a virus that came from a food market and from, from a bat or is this perhaps bio warfare that's going on? And, uh, then there are all the links to 5G and everybody's talking about is, is 5G behind this. Um, a lot of Christians are saying, is this the end times where we're planning on, you know, where um, people are planning on building a one world government? Um, are the pharmaceuticals behind this? Are the technology companies behind this? Um, there, are, um, there are a lot of theories that are out there and a lot of questions going on uh, behind the scenes. Um, so, so the times are gloomy and there's all these theories that are going on out there. And, um, and then there are, I mean, if we take the Bible, we look at these times and we see there are some incredible parallels, biblical parallels to what's going on in the world. Maybe you are unaware, but this week is Holy Week, the, the week we as Christians celebrate the, the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But it's also Passover for the Jews at the same time. We celebrate the same uh, at the same time. And the Jews are celebrating Passover, we're celebrating Holy Week, and they're remembering the Exodus story where God came and he supernaturally rescued Israel from Egypt um, and punished Egypt with a number of plagues. And right now, I mean, we have a global plague called COVID-19, which is forcing everybody into their homes. And uh, it's really, it is a pandemic. It's reached so many countries, like 200 countries around the world. And now, also, what's happened in the last couple of weeks is there is a plague of locusts. I don't know if you know about this, but uh, that's ravaging East Africa. I mean, it's just bizarre that there are billions and billions of locusts ravaging East Africa, a number of different countries, and on its way to Egypt and the Middle East. And many states in, in East Africa have declared a state of emergency because they are destroying crops and food security. And so there's, I mean, there's COVID-19 and there's locust plagues. It does sound like the end times. It does sound like apocalyptic times. Mm. And it's not easy uh, to to stay um, upbeat. It's not easy to stay yeah. hopeful.
1: I think, I think a lot of people are, are finding themselves fearful yeah. and overwhelmed. And we just want to encourage you. That's not the way we position ourselves. Absolutely. We, it's, it's so important that we're positioning ourselves um, in... In the word of God in yeah. prophetic leading yeah. and what I mean by that I mean um, what is the Lord doing what is he saying at this time um, because when you position yourself prophetically and in yeah. him then um, perfect love casts out all fear that's right so there's there's a grounding on which you you find yourself Um, And the second thing we need to find ourselves based in is practical demonstration of being the church in a time of crisis. Excellent. If anything, we have a rock to stand on. We have a solid basis for hope. There is is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control should just be coming out of us as the church at this time. That's Um, right. So,
0: Grounding ourselves in the prophetic, what is yeah. God doing, and being the church in crisis, what does the church do in crisis? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And when I think about um, grounding ourselves in the prophetic, I'm, I'm so inspired by chapter 12 of 1 Chronicles, where um, in this chapter we, we hear about the caliber of warriors that um, were added to David while he was still a fugitive incredible, yeah. um, these were incredible warriors they were mighty men they're described as as helpers in war they're they're armed they're able to um, go into battle with their left arm and their right arm they're trained their faces are said to be like the faces of lions and, wow. and, and their feet they're swift like gazelles so these are some really nimble powerful. strong mighty powerful People, warriors who were added to David at this time, and in their midst were, according to verse 32, the sons of Issachar. Yeah. And these sons, amidst David's mighty men, were people who had the understanding of the times yeah. to know what Israel ought to do. Right. I don't know about you, but I want to be able to know what we need to we do to be like at this that. time.
0: Absolutely, understanding the times. And knowing what we need to be doing as the church. So good.
1: Yeah. And I think the only way we can really ascertain that is by being in deep, committed, heartfelt prayer. Prayer. Prayer.
0: Absolutely. If we're going to do anything in this time, church, we should be praying. Um, if you haven't yet joined our WhatsApp prayer group, it's 5 a.m. every morning. We're rising. It's not easy but it's to great. do it, but it's amazing yeah. um, to get up and give an hour to prayer. And And
1: to be a part of a a collective, that it's not just you and your own or you with a member in your household, but there is an army of prayer warriors who are praying and encouraging each other at that time.
0: So that's the only way we're going to understand and and be ready and know how to act is, is by committing to prayer. So we want to encourage you to do that.
1: Yeah, I think it's also really important that at this time that we're not giving ourselves to distraction. It's very easy a,
0: to do in lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, you
1: know, this is not a time <laughs> for binge-watching Netflix series Woo! or excessive gaming or just zoning out in social media. And um, eating. Comfort eating. Comfort I think we've eBay. got to really watch that one in yeah. lockdown. It's not a time for comfort eating and drinking um, or sleeping excessively. This is seriously a time for us to be awake. We've got to be. For us to be alert, yeah. to be attentive to um, and even to go before the Lord and say, Lord, what are my personal vulnerabilities in the area of distraction and escapism? Um, there are two scriptures that are, are standing out to me at the moment mm. um, because there is a battle for our focus. There is a battle for our energy, our effectiveness. Um, and yeah. and scripture aligns us with where we need to position ourselves. And if you have your Bible, you can go to t- Luke twenty one verse thirty six, and it says, "So keep watch at all times, and pray that you may have the strength to escape all that is about to happen and stand before the Son of Man." Perfect. So we have to keep watch, watch and pray because that's going to give us the strength. And I'm telling you, we need strength. We need to be strengthened emotionally, physically, mentally. We have got to be strong in all aspects of our personhood so that we can be vigilant, so that we're not goofing off and so that we are aligning ourselves. You know, God is in control of everything that's going on but He needs every single one of us to be manning our post. Every single one of us has to be alert and attentive And in prayer.
0: You know, that that just reminds me of what Jesus said to the disciples in the garden of Gethsemane. Mm. um, The night before he was crucified, which is this week, Holy Week. Um, And uh, he said, watch and pray, lest you fall into temptation." temptation. And the word temptation is the Greek word parasmos, and it means difficulty or trial or hardship. And what we learned from what Jesus said was that if they were watching and praying, they would not have fallen into the traps that Mm -hmm. the enemy had set, they wouldn't have dispersed. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't have been as bad Mm -hmm. if they had just watched and prayed. Mm -hmm. Um, They could have avoided um, the the trial that was coming. And and we don't know what's coming our way. We don't know what the next month holds. We don't know how long lockdown is going to go for. We don't know how many businesses are going to survive this time. And so if our disposition needs to be anything, it's watch watch and pray. pray. Watch and pray.
1: The other scripture, which is so beautifully and poetically stated in Luke 12, verse 35, um, goes like this. It says, Be dressed for service and keep your lamps burning as though you were waiting for your master to return from the wedding feast. Then you will be ready to open the door and let him in the moment he arrives and knocks. The servants who are ready and waiting for his return will be rewarded.
0: Beautiful. I love that. I love where it says there in verse 35 where it says, uh, keep your lamps, be dressed for service mm-hmm. and keep your lamp burning. Yeah. That's, that's exactly it. Keeping your lamp burning is talking about your prayer life. It's talking about the light of God within you, the, your spirit, your faith. Your lamp is burning. You're hearing God. You're receiving from the Lord and being dressed for service Mm. so what i'm i'm hearing god i'm I'm, i know what the lord is saying in this hour but i'm dressed for service i'm being the church um in the hour um and and
1: being strengthened when you're feeling weak because we all have it you know i've had two days but i haven't felt great i haven't felt well felt weak the disposition has to be lord help me through this help me to keep reading my word help me to you know, be accountable to the people around me, to pray for me, encourage yeah. me. Um, that we we, we position ourselves for strength. That's good. That's when where we're our strength will
0: come from. Now, I mean, uh, crises has hit the church in ma- in many centuries before us. There have been plagues that have hit the earth um, that have killed millions of people, and what we've seen in those times is the church arising in beautiful uh, ways, and. Um, and if, in the first couple of centuries, there were some plagues that hit the Roman Empire and the Christians responded not only just in prayer, but in acts of service. Mm. And they were ready to serve people um, in their time. And uh, I mean, we look back at them and we see just an incredible response. We see them being the hands and, and feet of Jesus mm. in the midst of a crisis time. And we're actually witnessing some of that now in our city. With yeah. there's, there's some beautiful people that we connected with that... And, and we're watching them in action and it's like watching the body of Christ, yeah. just stepping in, bringing love, bringing comfort where there's, where there's challenge, where there's lack, where there's need. Yeah. Um, you've got so, you, yeah. some testimonies and things you want to share from...
1: Definitely, you know, there've been some amazing friends that we've got who are really on the front lines and, um, and so we're getting first-hand reports from them. Um, But you know scripture talks about giving honor where it's due and I think we we need to just start off by giving honor to our leaders and um, from the reports we're getting our Deputy Mayor has been absolutely outstanding. So we really continue to pray for her, we pray for our Mayor as well but in particular she's been working with the crisis of um, having to get all the, the homeless people into lockdown and she's been leading the teams. Um, and the volunteers massive, through that, which is massive, huge. Massive so, We're like,
0: talking about like a couple thousand people yeah. off the street, and, and into and, housing, and, being tested, And many people being fed. who have yeah. drug addictions. And many, yes. So
1: we're talking about people going through a detoxing process on the street without detox facilities. Um, it's been a huge ordeal. And so we just really huge want to give courage. honor where honor is due to our, our Deputy Mayor, um, Councillor Belinda Scott. Um, as well as the KZN response team, you know, that was, um, it's a coordinated interdenominational church response to, um, to COVID-19 and yeah. to coming alongside our city leaders and um, just to see how they, they, because they've been organized and positioned and faithful and courageous, they've been able to mobilize Um, people from their homes to donate blankets and toys and food and And donate money which
0: is amazing yeah people are giving
1: and so generous and um, the the leadership that they're carrying there and the the works that they're putting to our faith is, is beautiful
0: yeah, a big it um, in Response. Yeah, and you know. and
1: I think about people we know who are frontline medical workers. Yeah, whether that be in a pharmacy or actually on the ground in Albert Park, ministering to you know the, the most vulnerable in our city, in, in mm. with regards to drug addiction and um, homelessness, and just walking amidst them and tending to their medical needs and praying for them and um, just encouraging them um, and, and helping them.
0: It's amazing how when we can be the, the hands and feet of Jesus, when we courageously step into crisis, how we become the best witness for Jesus yeah. that there is. Yeah. Um, it is,
1: uh, it's beautiful. I mean, I'm just thinking about people who are using their businesses and their expertise to get driving permits so that they can actually get into not only our church community but communities beyond to get food and um, supplies to them.
0: Um,
1: I'm thinking about even before lockdown a friend of ours who was in the middle of Warwick Triangle um, with uh, information and hand sanitizer just educating people who are um, also of of, uh, many of them had not heard about COVID-19 or aware of what the precautions were around it And, and there she was on the front line um, before she was put into lockdown in in her home. Um, So, you know, there's just, there's lots of of examples of the church being the church. Um, And, you know, whether that's been you just reaching out to your neighbor or checking up on somebody in your neighborhood. uh, Maybe you've taken in somebody else's children through this time because they needed to work. Maybe you're just fighting your own mental health issues um, and, and pulling through each day with faith and courage. Um, if you're rising up in leadership in your home, mm. whatever you are doing to be the church at this time and yeah. to be found strong and applying yourself to the most important things, we want to give honor where honor is due and we want to commend you and say,
0: yeah, well done.
1: yeah absolutely well done and yeah. yeah, we seriously love and respect all of you.
0: Keep standing. and keep giving
1: us feedback and information on on the amazing things you're doing awesome
0: so today is actually palm sunday it Uh, is it's the day that we we celebrate uh jesus cut riding into jerusalem on a donkey people laying down their clothes and palm branches and celebrating him and uh and just before he was going to the cross as well so that's today and this week is holy week as i said and The way we typically celebrate Holy Week in our church is we have a Good Friday service where we remember what Jesus did on the cross. And then we have a Resurrection Sunday service, which is our basically, it's a celebration of Jesus rising from the dead. But we're in lockdown, so we- Can't
1: do it like usual.
0: can't do it like usual, but we have a plan. We've got something very exciting, which we would like. It's a
1: creative plan.
0: A creative plan. (laughs) Something exciting we'd like you to do this Holy Week. And uh, because we can't have a good Friday service, what we want you to do and what we encourage you, strongly encourage you to do, is have your own Passover dinner on Thursday evening, the night before uh, the day we celebrate, or remember the fact that Jesus died on the cross. So... We, we want to encourage you to have your own Passover dinner. And if you've never done this before, we just want to say this is a very beautiful thing that you can do. Um, it is, we did it a couple years ago yeah. and it was, we had some friends around and we put in the effort and we made the table beautiful and we got everything that we needed and we had an amazing evening. Um, because Passover, it's, it's when the Jews are celebrating it this week and it's really they're celebrating the fact that Uh, That God delivered them from Egypt Mm. with through miraculous signs and the whole Passover dinner is to commemorate that experience and to remember that experience and now they do it without the revelation of Christ, but we do it and we can look at the whole Passover dinner. We can see Jesus in there. We can see the cross in there. We can see the Trinity in there. The whole enactment is actually an incredible representation of what Jesus did on the cross. So, um, it's a beautiful thing. We want to encourage you to do that this Thursday evening. We are going to empower you to do it. We're going to send you a document uh, probably tomorrow on our WhatsApp uh, phone number. If you haven't got our WhatsApp number, it's going to come on the screen now. We will send you a document. And it'll just give you like all the ingredients that you need, all the things that you need, and a step-by-step instruction. And you can literally set up the dinner, and and then you just start to read the instructions. And it gives basically... Uh, different parts to different people. Yeah. So you can give the kids something to say. Each person around the table can have something to say. Um, and then you do part one, and then you eat something. And then you do part two, and you eat something. And all of it speaks to who Jesus is. And you read a number of scriptures in the process. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to do.
1: And there's such so deep meaning. And um, there's a revelation that comes yeah. when you do it. There um, is. it is. It was such a beautiful time. And I even remember our boys being really wowed the by it. The kids love it. Yeah. They, they were like, can we do this every year? Um, yeah. You know? And I think we
0: wanted to, but we, yeah. we kind of forgot about it. Hey. We, we could have
1: <laughs> kept using the horseradish because that never got used. Yeah, and that's so. the thing. So
0: <laughs> like, if you don't have all the ingredients, like one of the ingredients you need is like horseradish. Okay. <laughs> What's but like, who has horseradish? <laughs> <Not Yeah? us. laughs> so like, if you don't, if you see something on the list and you don't have the ingredient for it, it's okay. Just use um, something else. You just use mayo or mustard or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. it's not about the actual ingredient. It's more about the symbolism uh, that it that it uh, represents. Sure. So we're gonna send that document out to you with all the ingredients and everything. Please just. Feel free to substitute it all. There's a number of things in there we don't do, like like the week, but like you're supposed to get rid of all the yeast in your house before the Passover dinner. We don't do that. I mean, we mm-hmm. we we understand why they did that. Yeast represents sin, and it's an idea that there's a time of consecration, and so you get rid of all the yeast yeah. from your house. So you can be but, creative
1: in that as well, where you yeah. can actually just have a moment and, and bring your hearts before the Lord, and maybe a time even time of repentance. Re, yeah. yeah, repent and confess your sins one to another. Or just in your own hearts, um, you know, take that moment to consecrate yourself to the Lord and repent yeah. of anything that's
0: yeasty. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, this is a great thing for a family to do. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not a family or if you're just a single or maybe there's just two of you, you can still do this. Um, you can... You can still get some of the ingredients and you can still go through the process yourself and make it significant. You don't have to have a family in order to do it.
1: Totally, because households are so varied these days. Yeah. You know, you, you could have um, a nuclear family with a mom and dad and a couple kids, or you could be a single parent, you could be a child-headed household. Um, you could be somebody who's just doesn't even have your own biological kids, but you're, you're operating as a family unit. and. And I just want to emphasize the importance of, of having strong households at this, at this time.
0: Yeah, I that think that lockdown really, is really bringing the focus on home.
1: On home. Yeah. Um, in, in good ways and in challenging ways because yeah. sometimes being locked down with people you're not normally locked down with uh, for extended periods of time can yeah. cause some rubbing. But it's important that we are doing all we can to ensure our households are strong and healthy.
0: Absolutely, so we strongly encourage you, please uh, look out for the documents and plan your own Passover dinner in your home and and remember uh, what Jesus did. Now, the reason why we want you to do this um, is really it's a faith building exercise and um, the story of the Exodus, uh, the Israelites coming out of Egypt, is a story uh, of the power of God to yeah. save his people and to deliver his people in the midst of uh, slavery and, and oppressive things and and difficult things. So it's the kind of faith we need in this time. And so the Exodus story is where we wanna put our focus. It's where we wanna, we, where we wanna look to and where we wanna draw meaning and where we wanna draw faith and, and feed our faith from it. So um, I want us just to shift now, if we can, to the Exodus story. And we're gonna go to Exodus chapter nine, and verse six. And just to give you the context of what's going on here, God is judging Egypt with plagues. Um, There were some really horrendous plagues. There was, he turned the Nile into blood. There was the plague of frogs. The plague of lice, the plague of flies, lice, flies, cattle disease, boils, Horrible. hail, locusts, darkness. And then the 10th plague was the death of the, mm. of the firstborn. So nasty. Um, nasty stuff going on, lice and flies happening. Um, all these plagues are coming on Egypt. Now, in this time, Egypt um, had, a, had a, an area called Goshen. And in that area, that's where all the Israelites lived. So they lived in the suburb. Of Goshen and what we see with all the, the first nine plagues that came upon Egypt they came upon all of Egypt except for the land of Goshen the suburb of Goshen where the Israelites lived so this is quite an incredible thing and I want to just highlight some passages where it mm-hmm. shows us this in Exodus so sure. if we can read chapter 9 and verse 6 let's all just right. check this out so it says
1: so the Lord did this thing on the next day And all the livestock of Egypt died, but of the livestock of the children of Israel, not one died. Not one died. That was divine protection.
0: Divine protection right there. So all the livestock of the Egyptians dying, none of the Israelites losing any of their animals. Look at verse 25 of the same chapter and to 26.
1: And the hail struck throughout the whole land of Egypt, all that was in the field, both man and beast, and the hail struck every herb of the field and broke every tree of the field. Only in the land of Goshen, where the children of Israel were, there was no hail."
0: Only in the land of Goshen, where the people of Israel lived, there was no hail. Sure. Can you imagine a hailstorm hitting a whole country except for one suburb? Sure. <laughs> That is quite an amazing thought. That is supernatural protection. Mm. And then the last scripture on this um, is verse, uh, chapter 10, verse 22, which is I think probably the most profound out of all of them.
1: So Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven and there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. They did not see one another, nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings.
0: Isn't that incredible?
1: That is load shedding on a whole nother level right so
0: there. They're Egypt <laughs> experiencing load shedding except in Goshen. But not just like load shedding, it's daytime, yeah. you know, it's nighttime, it's there's no stars, there's no sun. I don't even know how that is like possible. I mean how, how does one sub- how do you walk from one suburb in absolute darkness where you can't even see anybody? And you walk maybe, I don't know, a couple meters or maybe more, maybe 50 meters. And there's a perfectly beautiful sunlight day. Um, and, and I think what we, this is what I'm trying to highlight here, is, is the power of God to protect his people in mm. the midst of trying times. This is the God that we serve. You know, he, he drew a line and he was like, these are my people and I've called them out of the world. And we see ourselves in the story. You know, God has called us out of Egypt, out of out of sin, out of darkness, out of the kingdom of darkness. He has redeemed us as a people. He says that we get born again, we get filled with His spirit, we get called the children of God, and and we get given a destiny, a future, and a promised land. So we, we see ourselves in the story, and, and he calls them out of Egypt, he calls us out of the world, and yet he calls us to live in the world. And so even though we're in the world, we we don't belong to this world mm. we're not of this world we're not of Egypt our our home is somewhere else and so we're not we shouldn't be uh, dictated to by Egypt we shouldn't live in the same kind of Uh, situation that Egypt is living in because we live in the kingdom of God Mm. and our faith in this time needs to be that you know while the world is crashing and hopeless and despair is happening and maybe businesses are closing and jobs are being lost that our faith is that our God is gonna protect us. That our God is gonna is is gonna come over us and cover us and protect us supernaturally uh, with jobs, with business help, with everything that we need. Mm. And and I, and I really believe that if we, as the church would unite and humble ourselves and pray, we, we could even see uh, the economies change in our nation. Mm. Um, there's a scripture I want to read to you in Hebrews chapter 11. And it says this in verse 32. It says, "Talks about these great men of God, and it says this. It says, "Through faith, they subdued kingdoms." Mm. Isn't that incredible? Through, by faith, they subdued kingdoms. They worked righteousness." They obtained promises. They stopped the mouths of lions and they quenched the violence of fire. Mm. It says they escaped the edge of the sword. I mean, I think that's a word for us right now. Escaping Mm. the edge of economic collapse. Um, Out of weakness, they were made strong. They became valiant in in battle and they turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Mm. And all of that was done by faith. They Mm. subdued kingdoms. Uh, obtain promises. They're, they're, these are extraordinary things. And I really believe that if we are people of faith in this time, we don't have to suffer through the effects of, of a global pandemic and, and global crises and economic crises that we, even in the midst of of all of this, we can prosper, we can do well, we can have hope, we can have joy, because we are the people of God. We're not in Egypt, we we live in we live in Gosia. We live in the kingdom of God. Totally. Um,
1: you know, I think Jesus also said that in this world we'll have trials. There will be opposition that comes against us.
0: Yeah, but, but be, we
1: be of good cheer. Be a good cheer. For I've overcome the world. Yeah. And um, if if these things knock at your door, if yeah. financial hardship knocks at your door, or or sickness knocks at your door, it is it's then that we gather around as the, the family of faith yeah. and we carry each other through that time. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm just reminded of when sickness knocked on, on our door yeah. a couple of years ago where you just woke up one night just so terribly ill and you went off to the hospital and doctors were throwing these diagnoses at you of meningitis yeah, and cephalitis and just yeah. speaking doom and gloom over you yeah. and we came around you with the word of god and we declared psalm 91 over you and we spoke it and we proclaimed it yeah and it was a little bit of a journey but god turned it to our good yeah he, he turned the situation around and whatever you are facing Base yourself in God's word. Base yourself in faith. Base yourself yeah. and, and surround yourself by men and women who will carry you if you are going through a hard time.
0: Yeah. And, and so I, we just want to encourage you guys. Like, because you see it happening in the world does not mean that needs to be your testimony. Yeah. It doesn't have to be your testimony through this time. By faith, these people were able to subdue kingdoms. By mm-hmm. faith, we can subdue, stop COVID-19 mm-hmm. in Jesus' name. We can say that, that you do not come to near my house. You yeah. do not come near my neighborhood. You know, by by faith, we, we can change the economic climate in South Africa. God can bless this land. Um, there's an awesome scripture yes, that you I, guys... I love
1: this. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly. Come on. He's able. So that in all things, at all times, having all you need... You will abound in every good work.
0: That's it. Come on.
1: You know, his protection, his provision is there so that we're not, not so that we can be self-preserving, like you said, but so that we can abound in every good work. Yeah. You know? So it's
0: not just to protect our confident lifestyle. He's able to bless us, not so we can just be comfortable, but so that we can have everything we need and we can then abound and be generous in every good work. I love that. Mm. And, and that really is a picture, guys, we want you to have faith for that yeah, come on. right now. If you can take 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8 and write that out, um, put it on your mirror, wherever you're gonna see it, on your Declare kitchen wall. Declare it over your
1: household.
0: Declare it over your house. God is able to bless you abundantly, mm. even in this time. So that in all things, at all times, even in lockdown, even in the midst of a global pandemic, having everything that you need, you can abound. You can, you can be giving to others. Yeah. You know, I think about Joseph in, in the Old Testament. Like when all the world is going through a famine, where do they go? They go to Joseph because yeah. he had. And I think that's what God wants us to be in this time as the church, where we, we're the resource for the world, where, yeah. where the world can come find hope, encouragement, provision, and strength for what they need in their lives.
1: But wasn't Joseph both prepared? Yeah. And in the prophetic understanding of what God was doing, yeah, and then He was able to
0: to serve, to serve, and live out the purpose. Which is of exactly God. what we've just been talking about. Watch and pray. Come on, so guys, we want to encourage you with this Exodus story. Um, our testimony does not have to be the same as the world's. We we are in the kingdom of God. We are kingdom men and women. We live under the power of God, under yeah. the hand of God. He is able to bless us. He's able to bless us in the midst of difficult circumstances. Bless us so abundantly mm. that we can give and be generous yeah. um, in this season. And so we want you to, to have that faith. We want you yeah. to, to exercise that faith. And this Thursday, doing the Passover dinner, um, as you do it, the the the... The whole purpose of the Passover was, you know, there were nine plagues that Israel was exempt from. The one plague that they weren't exempt from was the last one, the 10th plague, which was the spirit of death that was going to come and take the firstborn. And in order to protect themselves from that plague, in other words, Goshen was not off limits to that yeah. one. Um but to protect themselves... They, they had to go through this ritual of Passover. They
1: had to be obedient.
0: They had to be obedient. They had to take this lamb and they had to kill a lamb and put the blood on their doorposts and stay in their homes. And then the spirit of death passed over their homes. And, um, and I want to say, you know, there's one thing that we as Christians are not exempt from, and that is death. At the end of the day, we will die at some point. However, um, if though we die, the Bible says, yet we live because Jesus is our Passover lamb. Mm-hmm. He is the one who died for our sins, who paid the price uh, for our sins, so that we, death literally it comes, it passes over us, and we step into, in the blink, in, in the blink of an eye, we, we transform, we change, and we enjoy eternal life. Mm-hmm. It says in 2 Corinthians 8, 9, it says, although Jesus was infinitely rich, he impoverished himself for our sake, so that by his poverty, we could become rich beyond measure. Mm. As you celebrate Passover dinner on, on Thursday evening, I, I, I want you to look at the lamb that was slain for us. He became poor so that we could become rich beyond measure. He, he took our curse. He took our punishment. He took everything so that we could be healthy so that we could be whole so that we could be blessed so that we could be kingdom men and women, so that we could be the people of God. Mm. And so as we do that, let's remember that. This is Holy Week. We, we encourage you to do it. And um, and then we'll we'll put out another sermon for Resurrection Sunday, which will come online.
1: Cool. Can I pray for everybody? Absolutely. And then will you maybe do a blessing for yeah, us? Let's do it. Cool. Father, we want to thank you that on this Palm Sunday, we recognize and we remind ourselves that Jesus is the one who triumphantly entered into our lives personally and redeemed us from death and destruction and lord we want to just pay um, for every single person who is listening to this that their households would be found strong at this time that they each individual will rise up and take their place to be prophetically inclined hearing the word that you are speaking to them and to their household to be empowered and strengthened through prayer, that they would be found applying their hands to the right things, that there would be nobody who would be caught offside because they're distracted or because they're trying to escape everything that's going on with some kind of mental holiday, which is really just distraction. Father, we just thank you right now that there would be a prophetic people rising up to position themselves And that they would be found aligning themselves with what you are saying so that they can be the church to everyone around them. Every single one of us has an area of influence. Every single one of us, us rising up is is not only for our own safety and for our own blessing, but so that we can allow other people to be blessed through us. So I just thank you for every person who is responding to this message in their heart and faith is rising up so that they can be victorious in these hard times. And we say no to fear. And we say yes to perfect love that casts out all fear. We thank you for sound-mindedness. We thank you for hope to arise. And we thank you for the fruit of the Spirit to be exercised in and through every life. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: May the Lord bless you. May He make His face to shine and be gracious. May the Lord lift up His countenance upon you.